This episode of The Incubator is proudly sponsored by Chiesi. Providing innovative neonatology solutions for more than 35 years, Chiesi is committed to supporting the neonatology community and the NICU families you serve. To learn more, visit www.nicuconnections.com slash incubator. This is The Incubator, a weekly discussion about new advances in neonatology and the fascinating individuals who make this progress possible. I am Dr. Ben Korsha. And I'm Dr. Daphne Yasova-Barbeau. We are neonatal intensive care physicians. Welcome. Last paper for today is another paper in JAMA Network Open called Parents' Views on Autopsy, Organ Donation, and Research Donation After Neonatal Death. Yeah, that was a first author is Elizabeth Crouch. And the whole paper is is really great. I'm just going to go through a little bit of the background, not too much through the methods, but they're saying that despite concerns about causing further distress for bereaved parents, offering organ donation slash autopsy options can contribute to meaning making, a central component of grief processing. Now, among potential benefits for families, up to 48% of neonatal autopsies show findings that were previously unknown according to clinical and radiographic tests. So, For many of us, sometimes we feel like the autopsy is not going to add much more, but that's not what the data shows. So don't be careful when you you say those things. Although neonatal patients are rarely able to provide donated organs due to their size, engaging the family to ask their preference surrounding organ donation can be perceived as validating the child's life, whether or not the organ are suitable for donation. Now, Despite the significant potential benefits to families of autopsy, organ donation, and research donation, clinicians rarely receive formal training to skillfully conduct these discussions. I am terrible at these discussions. I feel like this is the most awkward thing in the world to have to go back uh, to discuss these things with families. So I was very interested in reading this because I never feel like I'm doing this at the right time or in the right way. They talk about hurried, insensitive conversations about autopsy contribute to a family's emotional distress. With insufficient training, clinicians are appropriately concerned about re-traumatizing families, 100% always on my mind, and some completely avoid the topic. Yeah, that's kind of difficult. Mm -hmm. For a lot of us, you kind of have to check that box so you cannot completely avoid the topic. You kind of have to march in there and and ask. So, um, So they basically conducted a steering committee to design the study. It included neonatologist, pediatric resident, three parents. It included NICU nurse, support group facilitator, social worker, neonatal neurologist, and uh, a counselor who specializes in pediatric and perinatal palliative care, and a nurse researcher in family-centered care. They basically created these focus groups, and they asked a bunch of questions, and all that stuff is in the... um, is in the supplements and you can have access to it. So I'm going to go into the results because we're, we're short on time, but three virtual focus groups were conducted with two 90-minute sessions for each group. And the final sample consisted of two groups of five parents and one group with four parents representing 14 different families. Um, all participants identified as mothers, 75% were aged between 30 and 39 years, and uh, 66% of them were white. So 
from the eight main codes, they had 17 and 17 subcodes. They had three themes that emerged from their focus group. And these were number one, the parents' lived experiences around autopsy, organ donation, and research donation in the context of neonatal loss. Uh, theme number two was how these options can contribute to building a legacy to honor their child's life. Number three, the health system recommendations for providing a supportive environment around these decisions. So let's go into a little bit each one of these themes and then we can call it a day. So in terms of lived experiences, they're, they're saying that in the face of neonatal loss, their participants strongly supported discussing autopsy, organ donation, and research donation with all affected families when feasible. They reported that these diff conversations can be challenging, but also provided benefits in terms of the parent's ability to process the loss and feel supported by the medical team. Participant 1.4 reported, and I quote, we were offered autopsy and we did do it. It was really helpful, especially because Coco's passing was such a surprise to us. The autopsy did actually help us get some good closure on what happened. It was clear to me that the doctors also wanted the autopsy. For me, it felt like the doctors were really invested in wanting to know what happened because it was this total out of nowhere thing. And that gave me a sense of comfort. Another participant said, I remember when they came to speak with us about the arrangement, they stopped and asked if it was an okay time to talk about that. And I felt like that was helpful. So when framed with compassion and support, these options can empower families, provide transparency about the baby's medical course. Parents of neonates who died have a few opportunities to parent that child and to make loving decisions for them. So the conversation about autopsy, organ donation, and research donation can offer a meaningful experience, a meaningful parenting experience under appropriate conditions. Another thing that was interesting is that parents reported that negative findings could offer reassurance that there was nothing else that could have been done. So either you find something and that helps them or nothing, and that's also very helpful. Participant 2.4 said, I know it's to each uh, their own. But for me, the more answers, the better. On the other hand, not fully discussing parental options can lead to regret when parents realize what was possible at a future date. A participant said, but I am an organ donor. Uh, the father is alive today because he received an organ donation. I have strong feelings about it and would have wanted to do that and simply mm -hmm. wasn't asked. So these experiences point to the critical importance of the clinician's knowledge on the educational value of autopsy and whether organ and or research donation is possible before informing the family. These pieces will allow a thoughtful discussion on the family's wishes after death. So another theme was building a legacy. So they talk about how even during these challenging time, parents report receiving comfort at the idea that their child contributing to society through their loss. Uh, one of the participants said, I strongly believe that if the circumstances permit, every single doctor should inquire whether a patient, the baby, is a candidate for organ donation because it just adds an other, another level of meaning and layer to our children's lives that are cut short. And then they say, and I quote mostly from the paper here, because they said, most poignantly, parents reported that one of the greatest tragedies of losing a child so early in life was the missed opportunity to parent the child and to enjoy their presence. Another parent reported that it was difficult to speak about her baby in the presence of other families. They often did not know how to respond to her, and this isolation brought additional sadness. Engaging in organ or research donation offered families a different way to talk about their experience and provided opportunities to remember and talk about their loved child. The last theme is 
patient uh, parent recommendations. They say parents who experienced neonatal loss had many recommendations for standardized approach to these challenging situations. So that was very interesting. One of the key ideas centered around relationship that support parents at this time and lessen isolation. So because of the high-risk NICU population, they say that a lot of time this conversation happens on like off hours, nights, weekends. And so they said all personnel who work in the NICU or perinatal care should receive bereavement and communication training to be able to skillfully assist a parent to make these decisions. This cannot basically like be left for the daytime person. So everybody has to be skilled at doing this. More, most participants recommended discussing autopsy organ donation and research donation in the context of other decisions about end-of-life care, such as baptism or whether to have a larger family visit, if that's something that your unit is considering at around those, those times. This approach lessens decision fatigue and allows families to think holistically about their parenting choice. In addition, they recommended written materials describing autopsy, organ donation, and research donation. During times of acute stress, it can be it can be difficult to remember details about these procedures. Written material can also be left with the families to make decisions at their own pace. I feel like a lot of us don't even know what these entail. Like We're not very familiar with that. So I think this would be beneficial for us. And then in figure two, they basically give a proposed framework as to how to care for these families experiencing neonatal loss. And they have like a five-step process. So it's, it's very helpful. We'll post that on Twitter. You can take a look at it. The conclusion are that participating in autopsy, organ donation, and research donation is not the right choice for every family, but informing every family of these possibilities should be a standard part of equitable care for neonatal death. If the request is made with sensitivity, some families will participate in options that give back to society or the medical system because it is a way to honor their child's life, build their legacy. Uh, and this study highlights the necessity to partner with families to discern their goals and wishes. So many things to take away from this paper. Um, mm. For us, autopsies are not free. It's a big issue. They talk about this. Like some parents say, well, it was free and I didn't know about it. And it's like, well, if you have free autopsies, then, then you should definitely offer that. For many also, organ donation is not always mm -hmm. super straightforward. If you're lucky enough to be in a big academic center where mm -hmm. it's easy to get the right people involved quickly and so on. That's not always an option, um, but I think that's also going back to what they said to try to have these um, to try to have these discussions as early as possible. Maybe you can actually plan for that. So, um, a very very interesting paper. Um, yeah, wanting me to learn more. Have you been at an autopsy? Because I I tried to go as a fellow. Yeah, same thing. I, I don't know what happened. We were supposed to go in, I think, residency. I think mine got canceled. So yeah. no, I, I've yeah. never been. I've been. I've been. I've I been. tried to go for a specific case. Yeah, I went to see like the results, to review the results with the pathologist. So like, sure. but like showing us the organs, showing us the, the heart and process. stuff. But like the actual process that the kid undergoes is not something I've seen. So yeah, I mean, I think yeah, I think this is a, a an area of difficulty for me for probably many other people and and uh, yeah we i think it highlights uh, yeah i think i mean parents are always looking for answers and i think that was such an important point like even the negative autopsies where there was no answers at least they felt like they tried to find an answer and that and that's you know something for them and this about the organ donation i, I mean i actually think I believe that lots of parents would opt if, if we had it. But, you know, it's complicated because you need the certified training to, like, approach parents about organ donation. So that really leaves the clinical teams out of the discussion. And there's good reason for that. However, I think especially pediatrics and certainly in neonatology, I mean, 
I think there are parents who would find this exceedingly valuable I mean, in their grief. And we don't, and the, we don't I really mean, have so many parents have asked that. me about organ donation. I have never seen a situation in which I was able to offer that to families in a meaningful way, like actually organ donation for another human being. It's always like potentially we could send the brain to this lab that does. So I've seen it a few times. They were able to take the like corneas. Ah. Um, and give somebody their sight. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I think for families, and that can be done after death. I think for families, that would potentially be enough. Yeah, um, I think, like, like you said, to find absolutely. meaning. You know, so it's interesting. Somebody in the community figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A nice option for yeah. families. Okay, buddy. Well, we are well That's over right. time. Thank you for listening to The Incubator. If you like this episode, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or the Apple Podcast website. You can find other episodes of The Incubator and new shows from The Incubator Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or the podcast app of your choice. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to send us questions, comments, or suggestions to our email address, nikupodcast at gmail.com, or by visiting our website, www.the-incubator.org You can also message the show on Instagram or X, formerly known as Twitter, at NICU Podcast. Thanks again for listening and see you next time. This podcast is intended to be purely for entertainment and informational purposes and should not be construed as medical advice. If you have any medical concerns, please see your primary care practitioner. Thank you.